Hey guys, and welcome back to Tina Me with your girl the Hooligan. Um, I have not been having the greatest time getting this out of the way. I have a little bit of a foot sprain, which is not the best place to be right now. But you know what? Things could be worse. Out of 100, I'm at a 75. So you know what? It's still Gucci. It's just frustrating. Life has really been hitting me hard lately. <laughs> Last year on this time, it was my wrist. This year, it's my fucking foot. You know what? But it's okay because as long as it's working and I can still kind of walk, I'm fine. It's just painful to stand over long periods of time. So I have to tell them to take a break. Uh, it's clearly been showing some improvement. I fucked it up like Tuesday and it's Saturday as we speak. Well, Saturday night right now. And it's doing better. Um, not great, but better. So that's at least a positive. Anyways, I heard that it takes on like four to six weeks to fully heal, which sucks ass because I still have to get to work, you know, but whatever. I'll find a way. That's what you do when you live. Anyways, I've been watching this movie called Suzume. Now, it is a really, like, beautiful movie, and I thought it was a Studio Ghibli movie, but it really wasn't, which kind of shook me, but I was like, oh, well, no, who would have thought? And I'll explain why I thought it was, like, when I explained, like, the movie a little bit. So this movie came out in 2022, and I really wanted to see it, but I didn't have much of a chance. It came out in selected theaters, but, like, you know, life, and not everyone has the opportunity to enjoy certain things. So, like life happens to me, um, I kind of held off until now. So, Suzume, the movie refers to the main protagonist, Suzume. Suzume is a teenage girl who's in school. She seems to be like a junior or something. Um, of course, they keep switching between middle school and high school, so I'm not too sure. Like, I watched it in English dub. I'm sorry, I know that technically you're not supposed to, but you know what? I have other things to do, so that's how I enjoy it. That's how I enjoy it. So, continuing on. <laughs> um, so, Suzume is basically adopted by her Thea, her aunt, because her parents seem to f die at some point, tragically. It's alluded to from the beginning. And so she lives with her dear. She doesn't have really have a, any kind of rebellious stage. She's just like, whatever, blase, not really interested in anything, but not really against anything either, gun-ho about anything. She's a little aimless in her life. And so on her way to school, she sees this guy who looks exactly like Howell from Howell's Moving Castle, but when he had like the blue hair, you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. You know it. You know it. That's exactly what he looked like. He looked beautiful, but like he had like a beauty mark next to his eye, so that's why I thought it was like a Studio Ghibli movie because like the art style was very similar, but not exactly the same. But it was very pretty. Anyways, moving on. Uh, <laughs> so she's just like entranced by this pretty guy, which honestly, who wouldn't, you know? So. She's entranced. She's looking at him like, oh, like I feel like I know you from somewhere, but I don't know where I know you. Um, so he kind of stops and asks her, hey, you know, do you know where the ruins are? She points him in the right direction. And then she tries to go back to school, but it ends up turning around and being like, oh, you know what? Let me let me look for him or whatever. I mean, let me see if he made it there. All right. So she takes a fucking U-turn and goes to the fucking ruins but 
um, she's not able to see him. And she ends up fucking around and seeing this door that's standing in some kind of like ruin, like some puddle. Like it was clearly used to be something, but she's not sure what it was. So she gets curious and she kind of like Loki opens the door and then she sees like there's a fucking beautiful ass universe inside the door. Like it's just a beautiful like sky with like purples and blues and pinks and pretty stars and she just wants to go in so she tries but every time she goes in she comes out the other door out the other way so like the door is like it's like a weird film basically like she keeps crossing the door back and forth but she can't go inside and then that's when she noticed like a little cat figurine that she ends up picking up and what she does it kind of turns into something furry and runs and that freaks her out momentarily and she's like you know what like fuck the shit i'm going back to class so she gets ass back to class putting this out of her mind or whatever but still thinking about this dude when in her like little town she ends up having a 4.0 magnitude um earthquake now, if you guys know anything about earthquakes, the higher you go, the worse it is. So normally, like a 3.0, it, it, the ground begins to shake. But once it gets to 4, now you have like up to 60 miles like feeling it. So needless to say, it was quaking. It's like almost to a point where you couldn't stand. So she gets scared and thinks, holy shit, like, this dude is out there. And that's when she notices this kind of, like, weird cloud worm thing in the sky. But nobody else seems to see it around her. It's only her. And she starts freaking out. And is like, oh, shit, like, this earthquake. Dude, this dude is probably still in the fucking ruins by himself. I gotta go help. So she ditches class, she takes a little bike, she yeets off back into the ruins, and guess what she finds? This is where the fucking, like, cloud worm is coming from. And in the middle of this, there's our boy, it's Howl, from Howl's Moving Castle, Try to motherfucking shut this door. Now, she sees him there, struggling, and eventually she does come to help him and even my partner was like what the fuck like why does she help i'm like i don't know maybe she's freaking out or whatever over the situation i'm like it's not a very normal everyday situation so it does kind of high key like concern (laughs) but she does end up helping which is a good thing or whatever but anyways she ends up helping him and that's where we meet this weird little cat thing and that's the first thing I say when I see the cat thing. And I'm like, oh, watch. That'd be the same exact thing she picked up from the beginning. And I was like, no, because does it look the same? This and the fourth one. I was like, nah, something gives me the feeling that it's, you know, it's the same thing. And then we had a whole philosophical debate on whether or not um, the thing itself, the little cat, was evil or not. My partner was firm, like, this cat is evil. And I was like, no. This cat, it's giving, it's giving childlike tantrums. It's giving very playful vibes. And I'm like, and I don't think it's purely evil. I just don't think that like a child, you know, they do bad things, but they don't really think that they're doing a bad thing. Like I was giving that, like he was giving me that. 
or behind it was adamant that I was wrong or whatever. Anyways. Ends up that they end up closing the door with some kind of fucking spirit key or whatever. And Suzume notices that Sota, which is the Howl of the story, is actually... I'm just going to call him Howl. Just know that his name is not Howl, it's Sota. But I'm going to call him Howl. Anyways, that so, that Howl is injured. So she like insists that he comes home with her. And so she can at least patch him up or whatever. Because, like she says, my mom was a nurse. This, that, and the fourth. And it seems like being a nurse is something that was relevant to her death because she keeps thinking about her mom over and over and over again and the last time she physically saw her mom which seemed to be at her old house location but all she saw was like a faint image of her and that was it but how basically explains like yeah like I basically travel over Japan and I try to prevent this worm creature from opening the door and creating more earthquakes that it will eventually split the earth in two. And she was like, oh, okay, that's kind of crazy, but I guess that makes sense. While they're doing that, they get visited by Doji, which is the cat thing. And it tells him, like, yo, you're, it tells how, like, yo, you're in the way. And ends up kind of transferring him inside of her childhood chair that she keeps as a memento from her mother, from her late mother. But he still can speak, has a consciousness, and can walk. And this is kind of where the games begin. Because he, the cat kind of starts luring them into different locations. And of course, Howell is concerned about, yo, I need my old body back. Like, what the fuck? And Susan May is like, bro, like, I can't just leave you out there because you will fucking chair talking and running around like that ain't going to fly. And clearly she wasn't wrong because people start taking videos and start taking photos and start mentioning them. And the cat, too, because the cat is clearly being obvious because it wants, it's playing this game of cat and mouse, obviously. And it wants him to follow him. And at first, my partner thinks, oh, shit, like, He's really trying to fuck with her. I'm like, no, I think he's trying to guide her. So we were both on like two opposite sides. <laughs> and he kept telling me I was wrong. Because he, I'm like, yo, you generally don't like cats. So I don't really want to hear it. Anyways, ends up that he ended up leading them to another door that was opening. And in the time and like, he keeps on doing this. And as she travels, like obviously her tia is concerned. Her tia is, um... Tamaki, Tamaki is really concerned. She's like, what's going on? Is she going through a rebellious phase? Like, I don't understand. Like, why is she doing this? There's no need for her to do this. Like, I wish, you know, like, come back home. Please come back home. Like, you're worrying me. Like, I'm concerned. And she's like 40 years old. And, you know, this is clearly fucking working up her blood pressure. She got to work. She got to pay the bills. And now her teenage adopted daughter slash niece is run away from home as far as she knows isn't telling her where she's at isn't telling her if she's with a man or not like (laughs) like it's a whole fucking issue right and so eventually you know when she sees the susume has been gone for like two days she's like you know what i can't i'm gonna go after her mind you she works with a guy who seems to clearly have a thing for her but she doesn't really seem to be receptive to him so she just kind of like bro like don't worry about me. You focus on work. 
I'm going to find my baby girl. I'm going to find her and I'm going to bring her home. So, mind you, all this time, Suzume and Howell is out here on a fucking adventure trying to close and prevent all types of, like, destruction to the earth. They're kind of building a relationship. And she ends up staying with, like, an in-owner and their daughters. She ends up staying with a hostess from, uh, like, a club. Runaway, like, there were runaway teenagers another adult women who worked at this host club and she gets to spend time with them and like she kind of starts like having these like moments of getting to know different people and experiencing life beyond her little town and so at this point you know Hal's like you know what it seems like he's guiding us to the open doors so it seems like the next possible stop might be Tokyo and I have an apartment out there why don't you go to my you know my apartment over there see what old books i can find because he's like actually like i work as part of like the family business and the family business is to prevent earthquakes so they head to tokyo it's a cute little mission or whatever she makes it there um and this is where we get to meet um howell's best friend tomoya which honestly He's one of my favorite characters. Uh... <laughs> okay, I love his vibe. His vibe is so good. You know when you someone just has a really good vibe, he has it. And I love him for that because he's just like, I don't know. I'll explain as I, as I go along. So she ends up meeting Tomoya, but she pretends that she's Howell's like um, cousin or whatever. And he doesn't really fall for it. And he's like, yo, like, I don't really know what he's up to, but just note that he fucking missed the teacher's exam. That's four years down the drain. So we, now we know he's a college student, right? And so it's like Tomoya. And they're apparently either in graduate school or undergrad, one of the two. I don't know how education requirements work for being a teacher in Japan. So I'm going to say a minimum of a bachelor's degree and probably a certification for teaching as most countries tend to have that. So <laughs> he's like, I'm concerned. I'm actually worried. And she's like, no, like everything's fine. It's on the fourth. He's like, well, you know, his grandpa's still in the hospital. If you want to come visit him, blah, 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 blah. So he disappears, but he still has it in his head. Like, no, she's not who she says she is. So one of the doors ends up opening in Tokyo. And unfortunately, the key that he had, the spirit key or whatever the fuck it was, ends up breaking. And the cat tells, the cat shows up again in front of their face this time and basically tells them, don't you understand what's happening? And this is where my partner really goes ham and sits there like, oh no, this cat is definitely evil. And I'm like, hold on. I don't think he's evil. I think he's trying to gauge her like level of understanding. Because he literally says he likes her at one point. And I was like, no, this cat isn't evil. It's just weird and it's an affection. It's an, weird in its affections. My apologies. Anyways. So the cat ends up telling her like, don't, don't you understand? And ends up that this is where Howell starts to understand. He's like, okay, I get it. I'm the spirit key. I'm what's going to keep this monster trapped in the other world. I figured it out. You have to sacrifice me 
to just get everyone to safety. So it's fine. Do whatever needs to be done. I'm cool with it. But she's not. Susan May doesn't want to do this because she's like, bro, like, like I, you know, like I fall in love with you. I don't want, I don't want to do this. I don't want to separate like this. I don't want to live my life like this. I don't want to do this. But he basically thinks, you know, do this for everyone else, not for yourself, not for me. You know, this is just what needs to be done. So, unfortunately, with a broken heart, she does it and she cries and she ends up getting wrecked because by the time that the worm was fully almost fully out, so it was gigantic, it was looming over the city completely. So by the time she actually like does it, like the cloud disperses and it goes back, and now she's in tears and she's broken. Her clothes are ripped. Like she looks really fucked up, and she doesn't know what to do. And people are commenting on her, like, "Oh, look at her! Like she's just, like looks like a mess." It's and the fourth, and it's uh, it's affecting her mentally. But she's more concerned about damn. Like I just lost Howell. I just lost him. I might have lost him for good. I don't know if I can ever get him back. So she goes and finds his grandfather to see if there's anything that he can do to help. And he ends up telling her, just give up. It's okay. Like he's, he kind of failed or whatever, but at least his sacrifice won't be in vain. Go live your life. Go do what you got to do. And she's like, no, I'm not going to do this. This is not me. This is not who I am. So... He's, she's like, I'm, so she mentions how she's able to see inside the doors. And he goes, oh, that means you ran into death at some point. He's like, it is, there's a possibility that you can possibly get him back if you're able to go in. But he's like, just know that you have to go in the same door you went in the first time. So whatever was your last run in with death like this go back to it and so in her mind she thinks you know what was my last run in with death what what was so powerful and then she remembers the door in her childhood that dream that she keeps on having where she last kind of saw her mom so she makes her way all the way to the opposite side of the island of japan to go see that the old house that they used to live in so off she goes to try and find a way to make it all the way out there. But she runs into Tomaya and Tomaya's like, yo, I know you have to know where's Howell. And she's like, don't worry, I'm going to find a way to get him back. And he's like, you know what? Hop in the car. We'll go together. Like, we'll figure it out. Um, he owes me, you know what he owe, I owe him like he owes me money or whatever. I'm going to get that shit back anyways. Hop in. We're going to go find him. So she starts making her way into his car. And guess who shows up? It's Latia. It's the auntie. She shows up and sees him, her with Tomaya in the car. And is like, get the fuck out of here. We're going home. Like, I chased you all the way down here using your fucking bank records. Are you fucking for real? Let's go. So she's like, no, I have to go. You don't understand. And so like... Clearly, Suzume isn't budging, so that the other side's, um, fuck it, I'm gonna go with you, you're not gonna leave me behind like that, it doesn't fucking work that way. So she hops into Tomaya's convertible car, used as convertible car, 
And she's like, I'm going to make my way home. So they start making their way there. Unfortunately, there's a bunch of like, you know, clearly there's a bunch of like little earthquakes happening here and there. There's a giant storm coming. And now like there's like a lot of emotions, obviously. Like the deal feels like, fuck, you abandoned me, bro. Like, first off, not only did you abandon me, you didn't tell me where you were going. And for all I know, you're doing this for some kind of guy. And you're not talking to me. I don't know why you're doing this. I don't know what's going on. Why is it that you don't feel like you can talk to me? Is there anything I can do? You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like this desperation. Which, you know, to be honest, I mean, who wouldn't? You know, in a situation like that where basically your daughter isn't speaking to you. So... She goes out of her way. She goes with her and eventually starts pouring. But of course, Tomia's car is actually kind of broken and the, the top doesn't come down fully. So they're getting wet and they have to make a stop. That's what she calls the guy who actually likes her. And it's like, hey, you know, what do I do? Like, I don't know what to do. And he's like, just come back. Like, if anything, like, I'll rent you guys like a fucking little hotel room or something close by so you can spend the night. And so, you know, she goes back to Suzumi, who's still in the car and refuses to eat anything. And she's like, girl, like, you refuse to eat. You don't want to talk to me. And she kind of snaps and loses it. And that's when we find out that there's another cat besides the Thea. It's like another god cat, basically. But this one's more mature, more adult. And that's why then when my theory came true that the little cat that she was, that was following her was the little god cat and was a bit more immature because it was more of a child so this leads them into the mission of trying to go into the netherworld or whatever and try to rescue howl and that's basically how the story goes but it was I, of course i've summarized most of it but i'll be honest it was very well written it was very beautiful and there was a lot of little intricacies that were happening in the story. Like, it's kind of, it's not exactly stated, but clearly, you know, Suzume ends up staying with prostitutes at some point, ends up working, like, you know what I mean? Like, there are, like, little hints, like, she's on the fringes of society, like, she ends up in a small broken towns. she lives in basically, like, a secluded little area, she's... It's doing the hero's journey in a way. Like, there's definitely a lot that's going on. Is, you know, also, like, what does it take to be a parent? You know, how that change affected the aunt. Because let's be honest, the aunt was single, living her best life. When all of a sudden, her sister died. And now, she's found herself to be a mom. You know? Like, what What was the effects of that on her life? How does she feel about things? You know? Was she ever able to pursue things outside of it? And then there's Tomoya being, like, this really cool, cute man who's like, yo, like, I'm just trying to find my friend. My friend, like, he's very secretive, but he's, like, he's well-meaning. And whatever's happened to him, like, you know, I'm looking out for him on 100. And one thing, funny enough, like... I know that we're supposed to ship, you know, the aunt and the guy that she works with. But I honestly ship her with um, Tomoya because I feel like there's a lot more connection. I'm like, and yes, she's older than him. And that's, that's made very clear. But 
like the age gap's a little weirder here but i really do feel like there is a lot more connection between tamaki and tomoya like just by the way they speak to each other and they're kind of like kind of funny and they work well together and they have a little bit of an opposite view of things but even that they don't let it stop them from communicating and i really kind of like them together i don't know something about them too i just felt like yeah that felt right to me uh, but one thing that did feel wrong to me was the age difference between Suzume and Howell. I was like, bro, like, you're, you know, at, at minimum, at minimum, you're someone in, like, they're, like, 21. At minimum, you're 21, and she is, I swear, somewhere between, like, 16 or 17. So it's kind of a little weird in the age gap range. But I'm like, he's Tomoya and Tamaki, like the tia. I'm like, they're at least both adults. Yeah, they might not be exactly in like the same area. But you know what? At least it's like, he's legal. Like, he's at least somewhere in his 20s. And, you know, Tamaki, Tamaya is someone who's like, you know, in her 40s, maybe late 30s. We're not too sure. I'm not too sure about that. But at least... It's a little bit better. I don't know. That's how I say it. But y'all can watch the movie and like tell me what you think. Tell me what you thought about it. I thought it was very beautiful. I thought there was a lot of things that were not said, but didn't need to be said. It was just generally a very beautiful movie overall. And I do recommend that if you have some time, please check it out. I think it's definitely worth watching. At least for me, it was. Um, you can tell me what you think or how you feel about it or whatever. Feel free to make your own opinions on the movie, but I really liked it. And overall, what is it? It has pretty good ratings, pretty good stuff. I don't know. I thought it was very cool. Um, yeah, so I can't say anything bad about it. I thought it was very pretty and the art style was very gorgeous and there was a lot of complexity to a lot of the characters. Which I did appreciate because you kind of had to discover the characters on screen. And there was no real background for me because I just kind of jumped into it. But definitely, if you have the time, please give it a little look-see. I think it was definitely worth the watch. And for now, bye. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.